This is episode 7 of Logical Empathy. This is probably going to be a more self-indulgent podcast in terms of me working out disappointment and what's going through my head, what I wish I was thinking, and maybe it'll help somebody, maybe it's just a bunch of mental masturbation on my part. So I'm at this retreat and it's basically how men and women get along in a polarized fashion by generally tapping into their lizard brain for the most part. The word used often is sacred body, but it's more about what happens when you turn your logical brain off and you act on instinct when dealing with the opposite sex. And what necessarily happens is that people revert to revert instinctually, but to parts of themselves that are generally masculine for men and feminine for women, but there's much less insecurity, much less doubt. And as I'm going through an exercise yesterday, which I won't detail, I the practice did not go well. And at the end, I felt cheated. I felt that there was something that, it's, as far as I could tell, the rest of the class got, and I didn't. The rest of the participants got. And I had to figure out why did that happen and then how I felt about it. Both things were very relevant. So first I had to figure out how much of it was my fault. At first I blamed another person and then I realized, well, that's a load of crap, even if it is that other person's fault. Mm. That's not, I was gonna say it's always my fault. That's not true. That's not true. I can give my best. And then if it's a joint exercise, the other person also has to give their best. And at a certain point, I can't control that even if I'm doing my part. So there is an, there was an element, this is hard without going into the exercise, where it is my point to draw out my partner, but I I felt like I was doing it right, but my partner was at a lower energy level. But then I had to deal with, all right, it's over. It didn't, the exercise was for me a flop. And how do I feel about that? How do I deal with the disappointment of hardly a once in a lifetime opportunity, but an important one, one that I sought after, I sought one that I could learn from, one that I could be, one that I could grow from. And I got a portion of that, right? Because everything's a learning experience. That's from a prior podcast. There, it isn't failing, it's learning. And there, there are things to learn here from a recognition of my own part to 
what could I have done better? But B, a recognition that not all practice partners are created equal. Not all practice partners are in the same mind state. C, not everything's going to go well. And sometimes it, it's a thing I talk about a lot with the current generation of kids is that if they're used to everything coming up roses, once something comes up, I don't know what that, the opposite of that expression is, but when, once nothing comes up, once they put in all this effort and their parents aren't there to protect them or manage their failure, they don't know what to do. So it's important to understand that failure is coming. And yeah, it's kind of, yeah. yes, failure comes and then failure becomes a learning experience. I was gonna say that failure, it's learning not failure, but no, it's definitely failure too. It's definitely a point where you need to look in the mirror and say, well, that went horribly and I'm going to have to eat this and come back tomorrow. And that's what I'm doing here. I'm going to eat this and come back tomorrow. And there's nothing to do about it other than compartmentalize it. An interesting point is I used to compartmentalize a lot of my life. And I used to do it defensively and now perhaps I'm doing it offensively in that I wouldn't learn from my mistakes. I would, if something was uncomfortable, I would not let it be a learning experience. I turn it into a failure experience that I would compartmentalize and not revisit. And in that way, I'd make the same mistakes over and over again. So the important part there is that there's a balance. You take the failure, but you make it a learning experience and you still compartmentalize it. You can't carry all that pain with you. People who do that are sad and depressed. It's living in the past. It's, I heard Tim Ferriss say, I don't know if it's his quote, depression is living in the past, anxiety is living in the future. And it's important to compartmentalize both those things, to live in the present, to have the full faculties of yourself available to you and to have the energy and awareness of being in the present. Full awareness, a lacking of insecurity from looking at the past or the future. You need to be present. And to be present, you gotta compartmentalize both the past and the future. And that's just an exercise. That's an exercise of pain. It really is. It's, I remember reading this thing on Reddit and the question was, how do you get to this point where you're over all your stuff? And somebody answered a lot of pain. And the answer isn't the pain exactly, but it's a fact that you 
go through a bunch of pain and you persevere. And I guess that's exactly what I'm talking about, is if we protect kids from pain, they don't learn to persevere and they don't learn to be aware that pain isn't the end of them. If pain is level eight, because you didn't learn to deal with level eight pain, where otherwise could be level four, if you could learn to pass through it and compartmentalize it properly, you can move on. And I guess, so if I'm looking at the future, so I've been thinking about this failed practice or I went to sleep, but probably spent at least three hours rerunning it in my head. And that's a lot of time. The answer, I often talk about quarterbacks. They say quarterbacks need a short memory. They throw an interception and then, who knows, four, 10, 15 minutes later, they're back in the game and they can't carry that with them. They have to have a short memory such that they can have full concentration on the next play. And in that way, I'm not having full concentration on the next play because I'm reliving and reanalyzing when I should just run an analysis, a deep analysis. Often to me that includes journaling, but in case this case, I'm recording a podcast, though I should probably journal because I'm not getting into enough actual detail to protect the privacy of the practice and it would seem weird to um, anyone else. It's a it's a funny thing about personal development is that it's out of the mainstream. Therefore, people who are in the mainstream would look at it and say, "That's ridiculous. You are." You are wasting time and money on things that I think are strange. And because I think they're strange and because I consider myself mainstream, they are strange. So anyway, it is, it is important to compartmentalize by feeling it, feeling it and analyzing it in depth as quickly as possible after the event has happened, such that you can let it go. In The Untethered Soul, which is a boring but excellent book, the author talks about feeling pain and with an open heart, feeling pain with an open heart, such that it flows entirely through you. You feel all the pain at once, whether it be one minute, 10 minutes, an hour. And don't hold it. Let it in. Let it in deep. Cry if you need to. Be incredibly sad if you need to. And process it completely. And when it's processed completely, you can move past it.
can't move past something that is still holding up mental space because it's not entirely processed. So that's, I guess that's the end of my story is that I need to fully process it because I need to look in and say, here's what, here's why I'm sad. Here's what I think I missed. And here's what I think is why I think it was important. I need to go over my part. I need to understand, I need to compartmentalize it by telling myself, hey, I've got another 50 years on this planet at least, unless somebody kills me first. And this is a, this isn't even a bump in the road. This is, I'm driving down the street and this is a, a grain of sand. It feels like a speed bump in the moment. It always feels like a speed bump when we're, when our perspective is really small, really short time frames that we're dealing with what, you know, if we're young, like a bad grade or somebody who's mean to us, or if we're older, we get fired from a job or get a bad review or we get in a fight with our partner and or we break up with our partner. They feel huge. And maybe they are huge in the moment. And that's where perspective comes in. And perspective comes with living life. Not just time of life. Because I think, and this goes back to my same point about protecting kids, which is a thing I talk about over and over and over again because I think it's so important. Living life means experiencing the full range of emotions, the full range of the human experience, and that includes failure. And the ability to experience failure means touching all those parts such that those parts become conquerable, things that are things that you become used to, they're never good, but you're used to feeling them. And so you get the full range of human experience, which makes you a more complete person, which makes you more able to handle things and put things in perspective because you've felt them before, because you've dealt with them before, because you know they won't be the end of you. If discomfort is new to you, and all these kinds of discomfort are new, this is a new kind of discomfort. And maybe that's why I'm dealing with it harder than I would otherwise. But now I'm going to deal with it. And the next time I feel a similar kind of discomfort, because pain is also similar. You can have 80 different kinds of pain and there's a kernel of sameness in all of them or maybe it's just a higher level of perseverance in each person's brain to deal with said failure and 
but it all rolls into emotional perseverance, which is what I'm building right now. And I've been continuously building and everybody builds. So as I wrap up episode seven of Logical Empathy, how do I deal with disappointment? I feel it. I feel it completely. I journal about it and I talk about what I did wrong, what I feel I missed, what I feel I could have done differently, what how I'm going to mourn this. Just mourn it. I don't think I have to mm, minimize how I'm going to mourn it or say that it's not a big deal, but just mourn it as, as a big thing that lasted for a minute. If you get fired from a job, that's a thing that you should mourn. That's a huge, with respect to people who have been fired from jobs, a huge black mark. Someone said to you, your work isn't good enough. And now you gotta figure out how to handle that on your resume. That's tough. And you gotta feel it in its entirety, cry it out, and then move forward. Deal with it and move forward. So that's what I'm gonna do. Deal with it, move forward. It's the end of a rambling episode seven of Logical Empathy.